Braves, Bulldogs, Falcons, Yellow Jackets, Hawks, Eagles. From the heart of Georgia, it's the Bill Shanks Show. Hour number three for our program. Thank you very much for being with us. I'm Bill Shanks with Russell Brown. An update from the ever-changing scoreboard in Atlanta, Russ Brown, and Georgia Tech and Long Island. It's now 12 to 7 in the top of the second. <laughs> 19 runs, and they've gotten, let's see, what? How many outs are in the second inning? Two out. So they've gotten eight outs, and they've had 19 runs. Yeah, my buddy Colin Lacey's calling the game, so I just asked him if he brought a sleeping bag. They're drinking Long Island iced teas while playing. <laughs> the pitching staffs are, apparently. Goodness. Unbelievable. I hope Rob Manfred's paying attention to that game. Uh, don't let him anywhere near Russ Chandler. He'll freak out. That game's taking way too long. <laughs> I've spent an hour, and they're not even into the third inning. Oh, my God. Unacceptable. Yeah. He's he's not going to like that. He's going to limit the number of runs you can score per inning now. <laughs> right. <laughs> After 15 minutes, the inning's automatically over. <laughs> Got a timer on the daggum innings now. Four seven eight six four six ESPN. I don't think we can put Rambo and Athens on a timer. We might be disappointed. How are you? How about it, Mister Shanks? How are we doing today? Doing great. Good to hear from you. Oh yes, sir. I got a couple things to give you a little hell about. I know Eddie. Uh, he's probably waiting on lie. He's gonna give you a little hell too, because us nine sixty refs don't get enough to raise a little hell about. <laughs> so, I love the underwear Olympics. Okay. It's just a simple reminder how, <laughs> yeah, that's the reason why I didn't play Division One football right there. Good <laughs> boogaloo, son. It's some beast benching 225, 30 times, running to 40 in less than five. Good boogaloo, son. I know. Who are you going to be watching for this week? Who who you want to see make some progress and help themselves? Uh, I mean, you know, linemen. Because, you know, I, I'm 6'3", 250 myself. You know, I know that I, that's more linebacker these days than lineman. You know, back in the day, hell, I was tight. And now I'm just doggone inside linebacker. But uh, that's what I'm looking for, the big boys. Uh, the big uglies, as they say. I'm, I'm just, I just enjoy watching. Yeah, yeah. No, me too. I, I'm, I'm anxious to see. I, I'm like Jake Russo. I don't know if you heard Jake earlier. I mean, I, I want to watch. I want to watch uh, and see what. Uh, Broderick Jones can do and see what those guys can. I mean, I just can't imagine Broderick Jones not being a first round draft choice. I'd I'd love to have him. I think he'd be a great NFL player. I mean, Georgia's on a run. Like I said, they're on a run with offensive linemen right now. They've had just about one every year for what, the last five years or so that's been kind of able to sneak in there and really become a solid contributor in the NFL. So I'm, I'm anxious to see what Broderick Jones can do. And what about for the Falcons? You, you, uh, what what should they get, Rambo? What do you think? Uh, somebody in red and black, so we can actually I don't know go see him, you know, inside a seventy five mile radius without having to go watch him in New Orleans. All right, so what so what would be the best combo now, Jalen Carter and Grady Jarrett, or or Kyle Pitts and Darnell Washington? Yeah, I'm sorry, I I didn't call to talk about Gator people. Okay. <laughs> 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 I'd rather watch the Saints than the than, than the Gators. Oh okay. God, I don't know about uh, that now, Rambo. Yeah, but uh, so look, I uh, Russ, you can you can uh, put your two cents in there too. So 
Our boy Jeff, uh, Bandler, you know, he's yeah. a nice guy. He, he said we got 13 sports going on right now at the, at the great University of Georgia. Okay. Yes. Now, I got two little girls at the house, six and four and a half. Okay. Right? Now, we got a future superstar playing softball right now. He's got a famous brother. She signed for the WWE contract, WWE Next or whatever. Hadn't heard nothing about it. Let's do a couple podcasts this week because, you know, I enjoy playing a little golf. And and the LPGA has more events, has less events than the Live Tour and more money. Now, should we be mad at the LPGA Tour for not paying more and having more events? Russ, what do you think? I mean, I don't really care. I mean, I, I, I'm not, I, I don't really watch golf, so whatever. Just, when's the Masters start? All right, now, are you watching the live tour on the CW, Rambo? No, no. <laughs> but I'm saying as in, like, I can't hear, like, right now, as soon as I get off the phone, I was going to listen to the ball game, but it sounds like it's already over. So I can I can't listen to softball. You know we have an Olympic sport here in town. The gymnastics don't really broadcast them too much. Do they do anything online with those other sports, Rambo? Not that I know of. Really? Well, I know the SEC Network shows a lot of gymnastics. Yeah. Because my wife watches it. Oh yeah, we love it. But you know, does it feel like? I understand football moves the needle. Hey, that's how we are. We them by the grace of God. Man. But I'm saying, like, why cannot I get a choice to listen to the softball game on the radio? Well, look, I, I think one thing you got to remember is that a lot of that stuff, and I say stuff not being the derogatory at all, a lot of the other sports are moving to the Internet. And, you know, we, we only have so many radio stations, and, and you know, they're going to put baseball on first, for example. I'm sure, I'm sure the baseball game is on 960 right now, right? Right, right. So, I mean, it, you know, and, and 960 is the official radio station of Georgia Bulldog Athletics there in Athens, so they're only going to do one thing at a time. Um, I, I, I would be surprised if, like, the UGA Journalism School is not having people do play-by-play online of some of those other events. That would be almost a waste of opportunity because you would think anybody who would want to be a play-by-play guy doing those other sports would take advantage of the fact that, I mean, we didn't have that when I was a kid in, in, in Athens, Rambo. I mean, we did our our games on WUOG, the Athens uh, station there that was the student station. They don't do any games there on on that station, neither of the other sports? Not that I know of. Wow. But well, it's like, you know, obviously my girls can't play football, can't play baseball, so I right. can't listen to them on the radio. But it's, it's you know, it's 2023. You know, I it just – I don't know, grinds my gears a little bit. And as a media guy, I, you know, that's why I come, I'm not, I'm not giving you hell, but I just, I guess need want some answers. No, I, I, well, I think, I think my answer is that that should be available online, that the university should have people doing those games or those meets or whatever online. I mean, I don't know if you're going to get people listening on the radio to a swim meet 
or gymnastics meet. But if if I, there's so much video, I mean, it's easy to do video now. My God, you can set up a couple of damn phones and put them on on tripods and and run a broadcast now. Uh, and again, that's something you couldn't do. I mean, uh, to me, that someone in Athens ought to be doing that. If if there are any students at the University of Georgia Journalism School who want to do play by play, I mean, they might not have any games on. WOG anymore of the baseball team Rambo, but I mean, I would think we'll go do softball. Yeah, I mean, we've got, you know, how many golfers on tour right now? Right. How many, how many swimmers do we have that has Olympic gold? Right. Male or female? Yeah. Like, like yes, we have to wait four years for the Olympics, but last time I checked, we do it year-round here at the University of Georgia. Well, they, they should put some more stuff online. They really should. I mean, I you know, and and uh, if they don't, they're make they're making a mistake, I think, because those kind of things just aren't on the radio. And yet, you have another venue. Like I said, we didn't have that other venue when I was at UGA. I mean, I did the games on WOG, and at the time, Scott Howard and and Matt Stewart were doing the regular broadcast on on uh, WGAU. But now I mean, you can do anything on the on the internet. And why the university and the journalism school? And the athletic department wouldn't want that to happen is is uh, surprising to me. So I would I would ask that question of somebody in Athens and maybe maybe uh, maybe David uh, at W, w uh, RFC at the ref he would be able to if not answer that you know maybe say something to people in the athletic department and, and get them going on that because I I just think that would be something that other fans of the other programs would want to hear, but you're not going to hear that on the radio. It's going to be something that's going to be an online broadcast, which is fine. I mean, hey, nothing wrong with that. We, you know, you listen to us online, right, from Athens, and that's how a lot of listening goes on now in in, uh, in the media. And then, you know, it, during the rain delay, rain delay Friday night, they had an hour-long conversation with Josh Brooks. He started his day off at like 10 o'clock, and they questioned me. I don't know how it scored, just like didn't that. Did we win? I have no idea. Soccer, same way. I don't know if we won. Sure. 90 minutes later, we're still playing. I don't know why. Okay, cool. As long as we beat Florida and Tech, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I I don't know what else to tell you, Rambo, That that, but I think there, there are avenues there for them to broadcast those other events for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, I had to get off my chest. And I know you would enjoy this. Hey, let me tell you something. We are we are one psychotherapy every afternoon from three until seven o'clock, Rambo. You know that. Yes, sir. And what? as soon as I get off work at seven o'clock, I'm gonna start drinking, son. <laughs> but, uh, boys, y'all stay out of trouble. All right. All right, Rambo. Thank you very much. Uh, we're uh, that's okay if you want to get something off your chest. That's yeah, fine. that's yeah. We're we're here for that. But I, I, th- I think that's what schools are doing, don't you? They're putting stuff online. Yeah, and I'm checking now on. ESPN Plus to just because they've got so much stuff oh, yeah. um, on, on there. Like you know, he was talking about the softball. I'm sure. Yeah, the I mean, there I, I can watch Appalachian State and East Tennessee State in softball right now. So that's where a lot of the softball is. As far as the other sports like golf and equestrian, I don't know how you do that. No, because you don't have like cameras all over the course like no. you would on a CBS broadcast, and that I I don't know. I mean, you could follow a group, I guess, but. I mean, I I don't, I don't know. know how you do swimming. I don't know how you would do. I mean, there were just some sports that would be difficult. Yeah. I mean, but but that's what I'm saying. If you're going to do an internet broadcast and not on radio, you rather have video anyway, right? It would behoove you to go ahead yeah. and have video. But that doesn't take. I mean, look, we could 
go to South Macon Park and get a game and put it on TV on the internet if we wanted to. Hey, it's Bill and Russ doing the softball games from, you know. I mean, it, yeah. you can do that now. Yeah. You couldn't do that. You had to have either a radio station or a TV station back in the day. And I think that when I was in school at Athens, there used to have an independent station there now that was Channel 34 that used to do some of the other events like gymnastics on on that station when I was there. Yeah. Uh, but, like – the gymnastics is you can usually find on ESPN Plus or the SEC Network. Yeah. The women's basketball. I just saw ice hockey. I mean. Oh yeah. So a lot of that stuff's on on ESPN Plus now. But you would think that the university would want to, and I'm not just picking on Georgia. Any university would want to broadcast those type of events and allow someone that wants to be in broadcasting. Hey, look! Oh, I, I don't. I don't want to be a swimming play-by-play. It doesn't matter. I uh, get all the experience you can. Absolutely. I mean, so uh, that you know, that's my thought process when he asked that question. Of, I would be surprised if the university and the athletic department and the journalism school would not have that in the in the cooker or whatever you want to. I mean, I just think that would be something you would want to do. So, anyway, maybe not. But four seven eight six four six ESPN. All right, I'm going to ask you that question. So what? would would be more tempting to you Jalen Carter and Grady Jarrett or Darnell Washington and Kyle Pitts I, I can't give up the draft and make both of those things happen um I you'd think have to trade up into the top three <laughs> and then you'd have to trade up into the top of the fir- or the bottom of the first round yeah I, I would go Carter and Jarrett because pass rush is such a big need and you do ha- you excuse me you do have Drake London and Kyle Pitts as targets on the offensive side of the ball. So I, w- I would I would go with the, you know, always start closest to the football. Well, even though this coach did not say it, I go back to what three coaches ago Mike Smith said in 2008 when he got the job for the Atlanta Falcons, and that is, look, we're going to run the football and stop the run. If you've got Jalen Carter and Grady Jarrett up front – you ain't gonna have nobody run on that team. No, I mean they barely had no. anybody run on them last year, Russ. And and you really, I mean you you need two pass rushers to really make it work. But man, you could you could get away with one and a half with those two in the middle, right? Because you're probably gonna have to double team both of them. Oh my god! And I think there's a lot of pass rush ability in in Grady Jarrett's game that we just haven't seen That's because right. he's always getting double and triple team. No question. No question. Uh, no. Look again. I, I think because of what the price would be for for the Falcons to move from eight to three, that it's very unlikely that they're going to get Jalen Carter. I think they'd almost have to go up to one. And to, to me, Jalen Carter is the number one player in this draft. I mean, it sure as hell is not a quarterback, not in my opinion. Jalen Carter is the number one player in this draft, above Will Anderson and above any quarterback that's in the draft. And that price would be astronomical. Would Jalen Carter be worth it? Well, uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to say that he's not. It, it, it would be tempting for me. I fear that if the Atlanta Falcons were to trade up to the number one pick in the draft, they would be doing it for a quarterback, and I think that would be a damn mistake. Um, but I tell you that the the and that and that's why I say that I would be surprised if the Falcons do not get a defensive tackle in free agency i really would i i just i think that's what they're going to do and um 
because there's no question about the fact, Russ, that Grady Jarrett needs help. And again, I, I go back to that comment he made at the end of the year when he was pissed. And I, I know that Grady Jarrett is one of the leaders of this team, but Grady Jarrett was really upset. And he, I think, was a cry for help. Get me some help because I'm doing all I can to try to win ball games. He was pretty much saying, I'm tired of this blank. And I think that's what he said, to be honest with you. I think he actually said the word. <laughs> yeah, think, yeah. Now that I think about it, I think he said the word. And he is. Yeah. He's tired of it. But I think part of that is, like you say, he's tired of being double teamed. Yeah, well, he hasn't had any help up there. And for how long, Russ? Right. It's been a while. And he's 29 years old. So he knows yeah. there's not a lot, lot of time left. Um, but, and I, you know, and, and, I, and I don't know Grady Jarrett's mindset, but I doubt he's thinking about dead cap money and stuff like that. Mm. I mean, he's just out there trying to compete in the NFL every week and get himself prepared to play. But, you know, hopefully they were able to talk to him and say, hey, man, help's on the way. It's, it's, we, I mean, they've got well, almost $70 million to spend right now. And you've got good options in the draft, too. So I, I would expect him to get some help. Um, because you, you, you have to, the pass rush numbers, the sack totals for this team over the last two years are embarrassing. They are. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. I mean, you, that has got to be oh that, at the top of their list of what they're trying to fix. But the other thing is, like you say, I mean, the fact that if they had another defensive tackle, that's why we were very tempted about a Jalen Carter combo with Grady Jarrett. If you had another defensive tackle there, that just frees up all kind of things on that line of scrimmage. Look, this team is going to get a defensive tackle. They're going to get a rush in. They're going to get a linebacker. They're going to get a safety. They may get another cornerback. They got a lot of needs for a team that was 7-10 and 10 and had dead money out the wazoo on their roster. But let me tell you, I, I, I just brought up the – or I had up earlier when I was looking at the um, – at the wanting to look at the list. So I go back now to that list and look at the defensive tackles. I only stop at the third-ranked player on this list of free agents for the NFL – who's a defensive tackle, and it's a 30-year-old. He's very similar, a little taller than Grady Jarrett, and that's Javon Hargrave. And they write, undervalued in free agency three years ago, Hargrave should get bigger money this time after back-to-back monster seasons. The Eagles tend to pay younger free agents, so he may get his full value elsewhere. I think they'd be nuts to let him go. They may, be feel, they may feel, however, that Jordan Davis can step into that position and they can have a younger player, a cheaper player in that position compared to giving. Because at some point, especially with Jalen Hurts, they're going to run into real issues on the on the salary cap, and that mm-hmm. may be as much of anything of why Hargrave is not going to resign in Philadelphia. Yeah. I mean, Hargrave and Garrett, Grady Jarrett. What do you think? I, I, I again, I think it would be great to to pair Grady with somebody on the interior like that, and you know, you, you, that old cliche of run the ball, stop the run. I mean, the Falcons would be in position to be one of the best in the league at that uh, if they were to do that. And maybe Georgia fans would stop complaining about the Falcons passing on Jordan Davis because it facilitates a move to Atlanta to get a defensive tackle. That's right. That's exactly right. Well, Javon Hargrave, and I remember reading a lot about him leading up to the Super Bowl. I mean, he had an unbelievable year. Uh, Again, back-to-back monster seasons. He's 30 years old, so how much does he have left in the tank? Well – Look, uh, it would mean you would have two 30-year-olds pretty much at the anchor of your defense right there in the middle. Okay, then compliment them, if you were to do that, in my opinion, with some 
outside rushers, and you already have a couple, right? They already have a couple that we don't really know much about, Russ, mm-hmm. because those guys, I'm not going to say they didn't perform, but, well, they didn't perform. But would they be in better position to perform if they had – I mean, I, I just can't imagine if they perf- – put the right defensive tackle with Grady Jarrett, what that defensive line would look like. Yeah. Well, you're going to, you know, all the stuff with the guys you're developing uh, and any other draft pick or free agent you can bring in. I mean, they're, they're going to be one-on-one. Uh, I, I mean, and uh, it just, it, it, all of a sudden it creates one of the best run defenses in the game. And, you know, the pass rush, that's where Ryan Nielsen is going to be counted on to really develop that, the new defensive coordinator. Yeah. Uh, but it just makes it easier because it's usually, okay, This is the, we're going to double-team this guy, and then everything else, in theory, is, is a one-on-one matchup. But then all of a sudden, you got two guys in the middle of the defense that control double-teams. So, I mean, you know, it's that's the thing. You're just trying to get those two in the middle to eat up bodies to create one-on-one matchups. And then we're not even talking about blitzes and pass protections. So it just on a very basic level would make it a lot easier to develop that pass rush. Fun to think about. Really is. It's fun to think about what the possibilities could be here with the free agency and the draft because they have that many needs and it's uh, going to be fun. All right, we're going to take a break. We got one on hold. We'll talk to Wade when we get back. Three lines open, 478-646-ESPN. By the way, just got a, a an email from the Braves. They've got a really good bobblehead, and I'm looking to see on what day July 19th is. Uh, July 19th is on a Wednesday. All right, we're going to do our show on July 19th from Truist Park because that is the 30th year anniversary of the fire in the press box, and they <laughs> and they have a they have a bobblehead with Ronnie Gant. With fire behind him from the press box. Wow. I'm not a bobblehead guy. I want that bobblehead. <laughs> That's pretty cool. That is really cool. Really cool. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a break. Come back. We'd love to hear from you. We'll uh, have more phone calls as we continue here right after this. Welcome back to our broadcast. Thank you very much for being with us. Bill and Russ on the radio talking sports. Taking your phone calls. Wade in Jacksonville. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for taking my call as usual. How are you? All right. Tonight, also that night, was a fire that McGriff came to town. Yeah, that's right. Ready McGriff. And you know what he said about me? And, uh, well, I'm glad I got to the Hall of Fame. He said he appreciated me. I said, you're the best player that came to the crime. Remember how the Giants said we're, the Braves were so far out and then came back and won that Division 93? Right. So, so that's a great. Fred and Griff really uh, clashed back. I hope Murphy gets in soon, too, though. I hope so. I pray to God he does. Well, let me go on the Falcon. I'm glad we got rid of the quitter, the quitter of all team. He should never get another job in the NFL. Oh, I'm sure he will, though, but you're right. He shouldn't get another job because what he did by walking out was pretty daggum bad, Wade. I mean, to me, the guy, the Falcon gave him every chance to be successful, and he failed on his own caucus. He blew two games at the end, the Steeler game and the, uh, and, the, and, the, and the Commander game, you know? Yep. And I'm glad he's history. As Me too. Say, I'm with you. He's history on that one. And on the uh, Hawks, are you excited for Quinn Snyder? I am. Are you? I am. I'm, I'm, I'm I, pumped up about I'm really, it. I mean, I, I, you know what he reminds me of? He's just like a mad genius scientist. He's like one of the scientists in the uh, laboratory work. 
You ever look at his, look at, he got a professor coat on. If he had a white coat on, he was like one of them kind of guy, a mad genius. Yeah, he looks kind like of. one. He, he, he looks like one, especially since he went to Duke. Well, I'm trying to say he's a smart guy. I think, I think they quit hearing, um, the other coach there. You know? he, he, they maybe didn't listen to him or nothing. You know what I mean? And you gotta have a, the, the, everybody's got to be on the same page. You can't have one guy on this side and that's not another one, you know? Right. No, they didn't. They weren't on the same page with Nate McMillan. There's no doubt about that. And I, I, I'm excited. I think they've got the best coach. And, and like Jason Walker said a little while ago, this is this is the best coach they've had since Lenny Wilkins as far as bringing in a, a proven guy. Because let's see. All right. Uh, Lon Kruger had never been a, an NBA coach before he came to Atlanta. Terry Stotts, who took his place, had never been an NBA head coach before he took over for Lon. Mike Woodson was next. He had been never had never been a head coach before in the NBA. Larry Drew was after that. He had never been a head coach of the NBA. Then you had Budenholzer. He had never been a head coach of the NBA. Nate McMillan had after Lloyd Pierce, but he was an interim. This is actually going out and getting a winning coach with a pedigree and a resume, and they haven't done that since Lenny Wilkins, and that was 30 years ago, Wade. How about Mike Patello? You think he was that good? Well, he had never been a head coach before. No, he was, he was under Huey Brown. Yeah, but he had never yeah, been a head coach before. But, yeah, I mean, he he's good. There's no doubt he was good. But, I mean, he just – you know, this this is going out and getting someone who's got a resume, who's got something in, in his background, and that that's exciting. I'm, I'm, I think they played Washington four times, too, in the last 21 games. And they got the Heat twice. They got to win them division games. Because well, they're winnable they because show. neither one of those teams is running away with it. They just they've had trouble against Miami this year, but we'll see how they do against Washington. But yeah, I mean they got to they got to play well against those teams, no question about it. And like I got told you, I'm excited because as to the guy Brian Horse, whatever his name in the Cleveland, whoever. Yeah, we call him said, Flounder. Well, Flounder, he looked like that too. That guy. I know. That's why we call him that. He died. He died. You know, the guy played Flounder did die. Sad. No, he didn't. Stephen first. He's not dead, is he? Yeah, he died. Russ is looking this up as we speak. Is Stephen first dead? Hold on, he's looking it up. Stephen first left this earth on June sixteenth, two thousand and seventeen. Oh wow! I'm sorry, Wade. I I'm usually pretty good about dead or alive guesses, but I missed that one. How about that? Oh, man, I mean, you know, like I was telling you. Uh, he, must have got, like, he must have gone to, uh, to ride with Fawn Leibowitz. What was her name? The one that got in the car accident? You know, the oh. one the one that Flounder and, and Otter went to go see, and she was dead, and he picked her name out of the car uh, out of the paper because she had died in the car accident. Peppermint. Pep, pep, uh, I thought her name was uh, Fawn something. Fawn. Uh, uh, oh, Fawn, yeah, that Beaverwitch. Fawn Bibowitz. I don't think you can say that on the radio, Wade. But yeah, something like that. Oh, some weird, some weird name. But yeah. she's had that that um, dorm, yeah, women dorm. Yeah, and they Otter, one of Otter, he had read in the paper where she had died in a car accident, and then he tried to go get her, get her uh, roommate to go on a date. Yeah, go on a date. Yeah, it was Otter. It was uh, Pinto. And Flounder. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and uh, what's his name? The guy, uh, his buddy there. Uh, the, uh, God, I can't pick. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, uh, I know you're talking I can see them all in the car together because they took Fla- uh, Flounder's brother's car even though he didn't want him to. <laughs> it destroyed that car. But on the other front, uh, 
I, I just want to let you know I do appreciate your show and all that. I can say I, I, I'm excited for the Hawks. If they go 14 and seven, that'd be good. They I'm might. Right where? And let's see what I would put them. 14 and seven right now would be what 30, 45 and um, uh, 37. Yeah, something like that. And we'll, we'll, we'll that put them right there near the. Right about the fifth spot. Yeah, it might. I mean, they got a shot. We'll see, though. All right, Wade, thank you. Thank you for bringing up Animal House. Now we're going to talk about it for about 10 minutes. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Boone was the one that he couldn't think of. It was it was uh, Otter, which is Tim Matheson. Boone, Pinto, and Flounder all went to try to <laughs> get dates. Do you mind if we dance with your dates? <laughs> I did not know Stephen Hurst said expired. He was 63 when he died almost five years ago. Yeah, he died uh, from diabetes. I'll be daggum. He had lost weight, though. He looked in pretty decent shape. He was also on St. Elsewhere. I'm sure you remember that show, Russ. My mom watched that. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so do we know – Mandy Pepperidge, was that her name? No, that wasn't her name. That wasn't the one. Yeah. She was, so Otter wound up going out with Mandy Pepperidge, who was the roommate of Fawn, what's her name? Leibowitz? Certainly they've got Leibowitz in her. Y'all got to Google that and find that. Yeah. Animal House is one of the best movies ever made. Don't you agree? Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it, but yeah, it's fantastic. Leibowitz, L-I-E-B-O-W-I-T-Z. So Fawn Leibowitz had died, unfortunately, in this fictional character. And then, so what happened was Otter read in the paper that she had died in a car accident. And he wanted to t- take advantage of the situation because he was a horny college student. And so he went to the to the girl's sorority house and didn't act like he didn't know that Fawn had died and then instead got a date with the roommate, which was, what was her name again? Pepperidge, Mandy Pepperidge. And then, you know, things progressed, as we say. But she, Mandy and Otter were not inside while the other three were listening to Otis, what was his name? Otis Day in the <laughs> Otis Day in the Nights. <laughs> the the shot when they walk in that bar and everybody stops. <laughs> I mean that's just a classic boot movie. Oh God! Now we're going to get calls about Animal House. Jeff and Savannah, hello. Hey, yes. It was Fawn Leibowitz. Okay. And and she um and he actually posed as her boyfriend. Right. Yeah. Did y'all just mention that? Yeah. Yeah. We. So um, so he he. But correct me if I'm wrong. He read about it in the paper that Fawn had actually died, and then he wanted to take advantage of that. So he went to the sorority house to try to find one of his one of her grieving sorority sisters so he could go out with her and do things. Well, what he did was he went there and he asked for Fawn. Yes. As if, as if he didn't know she had died. Right. And and she and they were all shocked and they they went behind closed doors and her roommate came out and and put they sat on the couch together and she. Well, she yeah. Stole, 
she consoled him, and then he wound up going out with her. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. End, end it there, Jeff. But yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I know. That's good, man. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> you want to talk sports? Animal House. Three people have just texted me. Can we dance with your dates? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just a classic movie. It's one of those movies that you can just watch and, you know, <laughs> at the end. I mean, the, the end when John Belushi threw the girl in <laughs> into the car and all of a sudden it pops up there, Senator Blutarski. <laughs> I mean, what one of the best well-written movies of all time, don't you think? Oh, yeah. What was the guy's name that wrote it? Oh, oh it was uh, Harold Ramis. Yeah, and there was right. another guy too, and they 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 made a movie about him. He worked with uh, National Lampoon um, magazine. Doug Kenny. That's it, Doug Kenny. Yeah, yeah. he died early. He died, but yeah, he died because he also wrote. Um, he wrote. Uh, let's Caddyshack. see, Caddyshack. Yeah, Chevy Chase and Kenny went to Hawaii after Chase left work. Kenny's girlfriend Catherine Walker came to keep him company. But she also had to return to work. Chase was preparing to return to Hawaii when he received a phone call telling him his friend was missing. He had fallen off a 35-foot cliff called the Anopi Lookout. It was an accident. Yeah. Yeah, that was a shame. Yeah, you know, he was – they were – they were. Uh, and Harold Ramis was hilarious. He, You know, he was the other guy in Stripes. Yeah. And I actually heard not too long ago, I saw a – I saw a uh, – uh, video about how Chevy Chase, I'm not Chevy Chase, Bill Murray, who I think's a jerk, evidently. Really? Bill, evidently. No, no, no. I'm not saying to me, but he, 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 there's not very good stories about Bill Murray. I've seen quite the opposite. You've never seen the documentary where he just randomly shows up and does cool things for people. Uh, yeah, but I'm talking about like there, there are a lot of stories where like some of his co-stars were like he was a putz on on set. Oh yeah, yeah, he's hard to work with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's he's what, a great guy. Oh no, no, that's what I'm talking about. I, yeah. I'm not saying, and because they said that Harold Ramis and, and and Bill Murray, who of course were in another great movie, Stripes, which is cinematic gold and should be honored by the Academy. See, let me tell you something about this. Let me tell you something about this life. The Academy Awards does all those artsy-fartsy movies that nobody sees or cares about. Well, I, they should have, like, for example, recognized Stripes 40 years ago for its cinematic genius. I agree, and that's why I don't I, – I was really surprised last year of how many of my friends watched the Oscars. Like, why are you watching that? When I mean, they don't even watch any of the movies that are nominated. I, I don't, no, right. Makes no sense. I don't get that. Now, I think this year the Elvis movie is nominated, isn't it? I, yeah, I haven't seen it. But oh, my God. Is it good? Oh, my God. Yeah, that, I, that's that, on my list. That boy. If that boy doesn't win, I mean, he was but outstanding. Like, I, I don't know who the Academy is going to give the award to, but the best movie the past year was Top Gun Maverick. And I haven't seen that yet. Oh, my gosh. I've got it taped, but it, I haven't seen it. You need to watch it. It was it's good. good. It's outstanding. It might be better than the first one. We're getting the thumbs up from Alex Ebert over here. <laughs> All right. He almost made me do a spit take. <laughs> i got to show you a video about a spit take here in a minute. Or seven eight six four six espn Yeah, well, I mean, those kind of movies need – the movies we watch need to get 
Academy Awards. Like Forrest Gump got Academy Awards. It's a great like movie. That. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, sometimes some of the best movies, like oh, uh, uh, is uh, Top Gun, is it nominated for any Academy Award? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah it is. Oh, well, good. That should be. Instead of some, you know, cinematic thing about the 1840s that nobody gives a damn about. Michelle Pfeiffer walking around in a, in a you know, curtain rod for a skirt or something. Who cares? Although, you know what? I'd watch Michelle Pfeiffer. No, are you going to make fun of me for Michelle Pfeiffer? No. Okay. All Absolutely right. not. Yeah, see there? So there's your cutoff. <laughs> we just found Russ Brown's cutoff because Michelle's got to be in her 60s. Yeah. But Catwoman, though, man. That <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Michelle Pfeiffer got it going on until the day she dies now. I remember when I first saw her. 64. I don't care, Russell Brown. Come on now. She's old enough to be my mom. I don't care. <laughs> you know what you can say to her? Who's your daddy? Back with more right after this. Chris says that the Elvis movie is up for eight awards while Top Gun Maverick is up for six. So that's good. That's two that popular movies that they've nominated. That's good. That's really good. That is some stupid-ass thing from France that nobody gives a damn about. Ridiculous. But if the boy who played Elvis don't win, what's his name, Aaron who? Uh, Austin Butler wow. or Aaron Butler. <laughs> if he don't win. Brett Butler? Brett Butler. I'm telling you, he was excellent. I need except. to go see that. No, it's on TV now. Is it? Okay. Yeah, that, I think. That shouldn't be a problem. Yeah, I think it's I think it's streaming somewhere. I, I think I saw it on, I don't know, HBO. Something like that. It was great. It was really good. He, and he was saying he was singing too, and now you know now they say he can't stop talking like Elvis. <laughs> so he so he calls up for dates. Hello, mama. <laughs> <laughs> what you doing? Uh, all right, four seven eight six four six ESPN. Philip and Macon saw Philip the other day at the Hall of Fame. Get some autographs. Got your picture made with the World Series trophy too, didn't you, big boy? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Is this HBO or is this the Bill Shank show? <laughs> well, sometimes it can be the Food Network. We never know what we're going to start talking about, you know? I hear you. Hey, I but Philip, Michelle Pfeiffer, she still got it going on, don't she? Yeah, yeah. I like. I, I went and seen that Elvis movie, too. That was pretty good. It I was like good. It. Yeah, it was I good. Like yeah, Tom Hanks was pretty good. He played a pretty good part, too. Huh, but okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it. You talking? You are talking about that Elvis movie that just yeah. came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Hanks. Hanks I think Tom Hanks played his representative there, or something. Colonel Tom, uh, Tom Parker. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. But anyway, I was going to talk Braves. Is that still okay? Absolutely, yes, sir. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, I got my picture took with Bob Horner, and. uh Made my rounds through there. It was it was a great afternoon there. I wish I could have came back last night, but uh, yeah, we uh, made a round and all. But I was gonna ask you about this new rule. Okay. You know, because when I came home the other day, you know, I sat down and watched that happen too. But yeah, you mean you mean to tell me in the bottom of the night, bases loaded, two outs, three and two account, they call a strike. We got to go to the tent. And they put on a ghost runner. <laughs> yep, that's what they get. Well, I mean, the, now look, the other day what happened was, you know, they had bases loaded, and it was a 1-2 pitch, I believe. I don't think it was a 3-2 pitch. And that was when they called the guy out because he didn't look at the pitcher in time. 
was one two. I thought it was three and two. No, I think it was one two, but they he didn't look at the pitcher in time. So and you know they just don't play extra innings in these spring training games because these pitchers they don't want to extend these pitchers too much. But yeah, I mean that it, it's some new stuff going on. I don't like it too much, Philip. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, in, in reality, they go to the tent. And uh, stop playing the night, and then they put a ghost runner on, don't they? Yep, yep. Cas- Casper's out there at second base. <laughs> so how much time is that going to take compared to – I like what you was talking the other day about, you know, cutting that thing off around the seventh inning or something, you know? Yeah. It would make sense, or sixth inning, but – Well, I, yeah. I think that is a – again, through all my angst yesterday, I, I don't want to lose sight of the fact that I do understand – the purpose behind some of these moves, I just think there can be some flexibility in having a little bit more time so that nothing like what happened on Saturday will happen in a regular season game. I'm going to be pissed as hell if it happens and it costs the Braves a game in the regular season, Philip. I can promise you that. Yeah, shoot, that man. <laughs> and then plus go to the tents if it, if it happens in the, you know, in the ninth like that. Yeah. You got to get your extra hands and you start putting runners on at second. That's that don't even look like Major League Baseball then, does it? <laughs> no, it's 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 Mickey Mouse baseball. I mean, that's what Rob Manford wants. So, I, I just think, you know, change is in, inevitable. The God knows what the game will be like in 10, 20, 30, 40 years. Uh, I was thinking the other day, I, I remember, Philip, uh, that uh, Pete Van Weeren wrote an article. It was in the 1980 Braves Illustrated. And I was thinking of this the other day, and it was talking about what the game would look like in the in the 1980s as they got closer to the 1990s. And, of course, he mentioned interleague play, and he was talking about the DH in both leagues because they had had the DH for several years. And, and I thought, look, you know, change is inevitable in every game. Some things you can project. Like, I think we could all project that one day there, there was going to be interleague play and that that would expand the fan bases to, to be able to see the other players in the leagues like a Mike Trout that before we would never never seen. And, you know, so that's inevitable. But I think you've got to be logical in some of it. And to be that strict in the in the ninth inning, uh, I just wish they had a little bit more time. Give them five more seconds. And for God's sakes, if they're not looking at the pitcher, I just think that's dumb. <laughs> Turn the clock off in the night. Man, but uh, we're not the only ones having problems. The Dodgers couldn't score. Runs with all them hitters today they got. <laughs> well, good. That's good to hear. Well, I hate they lost that boy Gavin Lux. That's a shame. I've never, I never want to see somebody hurt. And they, they uh, had bad news with him tearing his ACL. We we say it every year, Russ, about how August for running backs yeah. and and ACLs and pitchers and hitters with ACLs and of course the Tommy John stuff and the Dodgers were the first ones to kind of. Have to bite it. They had uh, somebody went down with an oblique too. I can't remember who. Joe Musgrove dropped a kettlebell oh, yeah. on his toe. Saw I mean, that. yeah, yeah. There, was, there were a couple of injuries out there today. Yeah, just have to hope it doesn't happen to the Bravos, Philip. I'm telling you, what's that lineup looking like right now? Well, I mean, they're still playing around with it. I mean, Azuna's getting a lot of uh, bats, which is good. I mean, they're trying to get Acuna ready because he's going to be gone soon. But they're going to have a lot of people out there. And Kevin Pillar, he he had a good day today. Had a two run home run, drove in three. So. I think he's got the leg up on the uh, on the fourth outfield job. Hey, Philip, we got to run. Thank you, sir. All right, buddy. Appreciate y'all. All yeah. right, take care. Let's go to Pepper and Vienna. Hey, Pepper. 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 Pepper gone. He gone. 
So anyway, it'll call back when Skip's here. <laughs> His football team's up twenty to seven, by the way. I mean, b- baseball. baseball. His baseball team. team. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's good. What third inning? inning? What third inning? Third. <laughs> they started at four o'clock. Fourth inning now. Oh, uh, they're now to the fourth. Yeah. Oh, so there right. we go. It's twenty to seven. Twenty to seven. So, but you know they're going to get ten runs. You know they are. Mm-hmm. I mean the, the uh, uh, a Long Island. All right, let's go to Pepper now. And Vienna is with us. Hey, Pepper, how are you? What's happening, buddy? How are you? What's going on? I listened to you show today. You having a check man on there about bass, baseball and basketball. We have him on every Tuesday, three forty-five. I know you do, and I be listening about time because we all we hear about George. Nah, not on this show. Now I try to give a little equal time, just for out of pity for you people. Give a little bit. You give a little. <laughs> How's the Skip doing? I haven't heard from him. He's missing in action. Oh, really? Nah, he's down in Orlando. He'll be back soon. I thought y'all were real close. No, we are. We are. I just don't like him very much. Because <laughs> he pulled with them jackets. <laughs> That's right, among other things. I want to tell Russ hello, too. Hey, Pepper. Hey, buddy. <laughs> I, you, do you have that show on, that midday show? You Are you on that? That's him. That's, that's me. That's yeah. a show. Yeah, me and well, Daniel Shirley. You get back and forth and cross back and forth everywhere like you do. I just, I just organized, I guess. Working, I working him to death, Pepper. I'm just <laughs> working him to death. He, he's, he's on there all day long. We got to have that that uh, viewpoint from Russ all day long on his show and my, well, he he's been on our show. Me and him been doing this show together for 16 years, Pepper. Well, I've I've listened to it before, but I didn't really get it till I moved back because I was in Florida for thirty something years. Oh, okay. I mean, I was born and raised here, but yeah. You know, I worked power line work, and I had to go where the work was at. Well, you, hey, Pepper, you know I worked at Georgia Power for a while. I was your energy efficient expert back in 1993. Really? Yeah, I sure did. I delivered light bulbs and uh, and uh, water heater jackets. I was uh, I was technical as hell. I believe you. <laughs> I believe you. Hey, we Pepper, we're up against it. We appreciate it. All right, I'm sorry. That's all right. We'll talk to you again soon, okay? Call back soon. Skip's number one fan. I'm telling you now. We get the hell with us. Skip. Number two fan. Skip. <laughs> What's the score of the tech game real quick? Twenty to seven. Overrunner on this game has just moved to forty one. <laughs> you're, you're listening to the Bill Shank Show. <laughs> <laughs>